0: Harry Bird's not walking
1: through that door. We talking about practice. Not a game, not a game, not a game. We talking about practice. It's my team. It's my quarterback. The okay. kick. It is... God, God,
0: God,
1: God. To be the man! You gotta beat the man! The 2-1
0: the the win. win. win.
1: This is the Powers on Sports Podcast. All right, folks, welcome back to the Powers on Sports Podcast. It's the Christmas week edition. Hopefully you've not already. Hopefully you have all your Christmas Packages bought. Hopefully, you're not waiting for me to get shipped and delivered to you. You got to get them wrapped. There's still two, a couple of days left to Christmas, depending on when you're listening to this podcast. And I'm sure some of you are in the gro- are in the stores right now on Friday night at five o'clock, getting those last minute items as we head to Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. So, welcome to the Powers on Sports podcast. I'm your host, Jason Powers. We got a good episode for you this week. We're going to talk to Peter Blake, the host of the Sports Web streaming show on NSPN, and I love St. Pete Facebook platforms. He's my tag team partner and co-host on the No Quarter Given podcast, which we talk about all things Buccaneers and their week's opponents. He's my tag team partner down here in the Tampa Bay area. We are going to talk to Peter today about some NFL stuff, COVID, uh, college football playoff coming up christmas day shopping what's he doing for shopping and most importantly he is a world famous he went viral this weekend we're going to get into him going viral and getting a new piece of jewelry here coming up real soon so welcome back to the podcast peter glad you're joining us how's your christmas going buddy
0: well i feel attacked at this point jason powers i haven't gotten my shopping done and on top of it i do do my shopping that last friday of course being weird this year, it's uh, Christmas Eve on that Friday. Saturday is going to be Christmas Day. And then, of course, your Tampa Bay Buccaneers get a good Christmas present by playing the uh, well, who do they play on the 26th after that? They Carolina play Carolina Panthers. Uh, Carolina Panthers. So, and it's this week. So you get a little Christmas present there, but yeah, I felt kind of attacked there. I was asking you off here, what are you getting me for Christmas? (laughs) I'm putting you on the spot here. What are you getting me for Christmas, Jason Powers?
1: (laughs) I asked, and my response was, Do you smoke cigars? And your your answer was no, and I said, Well, neither do I. So So the basically, gift, you're giving me nothing. <laughs> so the gift I was going to give you, I'm no longer giving you because you don't smoke cigars. <laughs> <laughs> what
0: well, you should have said is, hey, I'm getting you what I'm getting you last year. <laughs> and what was that, Jason? Nothing. <laughs> the goose goose Big goose egg. goose egg. All uh, right. That's what Christmas memories.
1: <laughs> talk, talk to us before we get to all the sports stuff. It's Christmas. You, the, Do you and the uh, the Blake family have any Christmas traditions you celebrate on new christmas eve christmas morning tell me tell me what the what the peter blake family uh takes care of on christmas
0: well you know sometimes the bucks games are on christmas eve we've had that happen before so after the bucks game we have a little party we have some family over and we you know kind of eat a little bit and and have eggnog and celebrate of course usually uh you know the bucks would win on that day so uh you know that's our kind of our Well, maybe open one present if you will the night before and then after that we get up real early Uh, I think uh, I don't get up as early as I used to because I'm (laughs) older now so of course I'm not yeah I'm not a guy and I have sisters in my family and they would always like you know get up eight nine o'clock and as they get older of course now they have their own lives you don't have that so we'll probably be going to a family house there my sisters and She'll probably not get up as early as she used to, but, uh, yeah, it'll be fun times. Uh, everybody will get something and we're on wrap something. And then at the end of the day, you're, you're able to go back to sleep if you're uh, adult, usually. Interesting
1: so. thing this year from a sports perspective, usually Christmas day was kind of designated for the NBA. That was kind of yeah. one of their big days of the year was you'd have NBA games on all throughout the day. Now the NFL is getting involved. There's two NFL games. You got the Packers, and you got Cleveland early and then Christmas night. I'm trying to think who the, who the, what the night game is there. Oh, Indianapolis and in, and in, in Arizona's at night on Christmas night. What are your thoughts wow. of the NFL trying to kind of wedge their way into the Christmas day calendar, as opposed to leaving it all to the NBA.
0: Shocker. I mean, it's uh, really good to have, have the, the uh, you know, the NFL on a Christmas day. I mean, what's better uh, then unwrapping gifts, and then after that, watching some NFL football. It's America's game. You have it on Monday. You have it on Thursday. Uh, you have it on Saturday. You have it on Christmas. You have it on Sunday. So why not keep on doing that? And are we going uh, to uh, get football on – we're going to get football New Year's Day, right? New Year's Day and New Year's Eve this year?
1: Yeah, New Year's Eve college football playoff, which we're going to get to here in a little bit. You got bowl games. You got the NFL is gonna be there's gonna be some NFL on uh New Year's Day as well it's funny how the NFL man they don't care they're the bully they they will they will wedge their way into anybody's day you know again we talked about the NBA was kind of the NBA kind of owned Christmas Day for a long time the NFL yeah. doesn't care they're gonna they're this week in particular we had games on Sunday Saturday Sunday Monday night because of the res- two games on Monday night because of rescheduling. Two games on Tuesday night because of COVID. We're going to have a game on Thursday night, I believe. We're going to have a game on Saturday. We're going to have a game on Sunday and a game on Monday. You're the NFL. Wow. What what a country.
0: It is. It is. It's a great country to live in. That's for sure. Especially when it comes to sports. But you talk about the postponements, and we're going to get into COVID, obviously, at this point. I mean, your thoughts on this? We thought this was gone, and now you got a new variant, and you're yep. gonna have cancellations, and everybody getting it again. And it's just like, oh no, not again. Are we, you know, going towards a shutdown? I mean, uh, how do you? They're not like shutting here? down, brother.
1: that can promise you, the NFL, the NFL is not giving any money back to the TV networks. They did that last year, and there were some cancellations and moving right. games around. They're not doing that. They've made that very clear with how they have adjusted these policies they're playing the games they're getting their the owners are going to get all the money they're going to get which i get it i understand that but yeah they're they they've given the players all the all the opportunity in the world to get vaccinated you're still seeing guys that are testing positive that have not been vaccinated those stories are coming out uh obviously there's a lot of guys that have been vaccinated that are testing positive they're changing the protocols just your thoughts of the nfl kind of the, you you've got teams that have been missing 10 15 20 guys because a positive tests, do you think they're going to change the protocols once and for all to where if a player tests positive, but is asymptomatic, right. that they're going to let them play? What they do you think? should.
0: I mean, if they're asymptomatic and, uh, you know, they're able to play, why not let them play? Because it hurts the NFL teams. And then on top of it, what you hope. Uh, doesn't happen, which has happened across other leagues here, the NBA, possibly the NHL here eventually, as they shut down last night for about a week. Uh, you don't want to lose that fan support because we know how valuable home-field advantage can be, especially here in the Tampa Bay area, Raymond James Stadium. So you hope that they're able not only to have those players uh, play through it if they're asymptomatic, but also you don't cut down the fans because you need that fan support. But at the end of the day, it's all about the, self, the safety, If you will, of the players and of course the fans.
1: And it's interesting. The quality of the product is the part that the fans are really important are really concerned about. You had two teams start third string quarterbacks. Nick Mullins for Cleveland on the Monday Uh, night. They lose to to the Las Vegas Raiders 16-14, which most people would have thought if Case Keenum or Mayfield play, they get an opportunity to play. No Kevin Stefanski as well. We saw it last Sunday night. Sean Payton test positive. He's out for the Saints. Dennis Allen gets it done in Tampa, and then you saw Tuesday night in the Washington-Philadelphia game, Garrett Gilbert, who was on the New England roster a week ago, turns around and starts the game for the Washington football team. They get beat pretty pretty convincingly by the Eagles in a critical game for both teams. Both teams were still in the hunt. That's the part that I think the fans will, will start howling about pretty soon as if, the games are being compromised, especially at this stage of the year where there's playoff implications in all these games. If you got third string quarterbacks playing, because a guy's maybe test positive but he's asymptomatic, a guy like Baker Mayfield, we don't know what his symptoms are or not or not. But those are the questions that you're going to have to answer if you're the NFL.
0: Well, the symptom is you're making too many insurance commercials. Maybe you shouldn't stay in the stadium. <laughs> I'm just joking, but you're exactly right. And it definitely hurts the product. And of course it hurts the team's chances of making the playoffs. And right now it seems like every NFL team, unless you're in Jacksonville, of course, or uh, you're in Houston or one of those other jets giants. Yeah. Jets and giants, the uh, greatness of those New York teams. Uh, You're in it at this point. So you, you don't want any injuries. And of course you don't want to be out because of COVID uh, so, yeah, it's a little bit disappointing, but uh, the NFL will fight through. Do you like how they've handled this situation, or do you feel like they should have players play through asymptomatic if the protocols are met? It's, it, 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 this is such
1: a changing dynamic of, of an environment. Uh, again, week to week things change as far as new information about how strong these variants are, the, the symptoms, the, the long-term effects. I don't have a problem. You know, I think the NFL has done a pretty decent job of, managing the situation you know it's it's because what what you don't want is you don't want all of a sudden a guy who tests positive but is asymptomatic all yeah. of a sudden that turn that for whatever reason that random person turns into a super spreader where all yeah. of a sudden he's now contaminating other guys and all that stuff coaches especially have a lot of older coaches that that are more vulnerable than they, than, than necessarily the young guy you have the you know the buccaneers are a great example they've got some older coaches on their Staff. Every team has some older coaches. That's the part I think they're nervous about is putting a guy out there that's maybe positive, even though he's asymptomatic, and all of a sudden you have a huge outbreak somewhere, and then they're then they're then they're on the hook for a big liability lawsuit. Um, yeah. Now, guys that are not vaccinated, I have no sympathy for as far as sitting out, having to sit out. It, a guy like Cole yeah. Beasley who just tested positive, yeah. I got no there sympathy go. for that guy. You have to sit out ten days. Sorry. Sit out 10 days, get quarantined. I, I got no sympathy for guys that haven't been vaccinated.
0: That's it. No, I agree with you on that. And that's the, uh, you know, it is the ever-changing thing. We don't know what the long-term effect of these new variants are going to be. And, you know, hopefully they're minimal because it seems like uh, from everything you hear, the, uh, the symptoms are mild. And I had COVID. It's not a picnic. It's terrible. You don't eat anything. It seems like you have a fever all day long. You lose a lot of weight. I mean, you ever heard of the COVID diet? It's basically drinking Gatorade and water, and that's about it. If you could put anything down, it's not going to be good. In fact, I tried to have a Popeye's chicken sandwich, okay? If you can't taste a Popeye's chicken sandwich, uh, then there's something wrong. And I couldn't eat it for about two weeks because you can't taste it. You can't taste anything. Uh, it's terrible, so hopefully no NFL players are going through that. Hopefully it is asymptomatic, but uh, it's an ever-changing situation, Jason Powers, let's, and all across sports right now.
1: Let's get to on the field. What are your thoughts of all these coaches going for two, all these fourth downs going for it all the time? You know, J- John Harbaugh, for the second time in three weeks, goes for two at the end of a game, comes up short both times. They've now lost two their last three losses are by a total of four points. Critical game they lost to Green Bay. They make a huge comeback Sunday afternoon in Baltimore. Tyler Huntley plays really well, brings them back from 31-17 down. He gets to 31-30, goes for two, doesn't make it. They lose 31-30. Right now, Baltimore is no longer in the playoffs. A week ago, they were leading the division. Now they're out of the playoffs completely. Just your thought, Brandon Staley, Thursday night against – Kansas City last week, going for it every time on fourth down, it seemed like. Mm. Fine line between balance, going for it, and being reckless.
0: Well, you're being reckless. You're taking points off the board, and you're not, in my opinion, using common sense. You're trying to be the smartest guy in the room, and it doesn't always work out that way. Take the damn points. If you got a good kicker that can make kicks, take those points, especially when you're in the Baltimore Ravens in that situation. Kick the extra point. Go to overtime unless you don't have confidence in your defense against an Aaron Rodgers, who, by the way, is still hurt with the toe injury, or you don't have confidence in Huntley who played pretty well. But to that point, if you watch the replay, the player is open in the end zone. He just makes the wrong read, tries to go to Andrews, who, of course, is double covered. The other player in the end zone is wide open over the middle, but he misses it. Of course, damned if you do, damned if you don't. But, again, give your team the chance and the opportunity to go to overtime. Kick the extra point, And John Harbaugh and the Ravens and not learn that, and it's cost them two games.
1: And early at the first possession of the game, we knew we were watching the game. Baltimore goes right down the field, has an eight-minute drive, fourth and three at the three-yard line. They don't kick a field goal. You've had a great drive. Go. It just demoralizes your team when you don't do that kick the freaking field goal. Don't waste opportunity. I mean, analytics doesn't take into effect the elements of the game. It doesn't take into effect that you've had the ball for eight minutes. It doesn't take in the effect of the weather's bad. It doesn't take in the effect of this or that kick the game management. I know Harbaugh has always been a risk taker and a go for it kind of guy. You got the best kicker in NFL history on your roster. Don't kick, don't go for it fourth and three early in the game, kick the field goal, especially in a game when nobody thinks you're going to win the game, kick the field goal, get on the board, put some pressure on the green Bay offense, take
0: the points.
1: That's it. I mean, Brandon (laughs) Stanley, Brandon Staley was killing me last Thursday night against Kansas city, Uh, that game. They could, they could have won the division. They could win the division. If they beat Kansas city, he goes for it on the first possession, fourth and goal from the five, nothing goes for it at the end of the half, fourth and goal from the two, nothing. And guess what? They lose the game.
0: And they got no chance now, most likely to win a division uh, because of those type of decisions, and that's exactly why the previous coach got fired in the first place. Situational football is probably the most important football at the end of the day, and when you lack in those situations, when it comes to game management and clock management, uh, then you're in big trouble. And uh, it's a shame for the Chargers because they got lots of talent, great young quarterback in Justin Herbert, uh, but that decision making is just completely uh, mind numbing.
1: Yeah, crazy. the the, the yep. best game the the best game ma- uh, manager of the clock and score in in situations. How, how many Super Bowl rings does he have up in New England? Hmm. What does he do all yep. the time? Six. What does he do? Takes the points, kick yep. the field Takes goal. The
0: point. Yep. Take the points, be conservative at the end of the day, depend on your defense. And obviously these teams uh, don't really have that much faith in their defenses going forward.
1: Like Bill Belichick says all the time, we're all about letting the other team beat themselves. It's not about how how much you win the game. It's allowing the other guys to lose the game, right? And those kind of decisions are what, are what create the problems. And, And if Baltimore, Baltimore, you know, if Baltimore doesn't make the playoffs, they're going to go back to those two situations in particular and say, if we kick the extra point, we probably win one of the two games. There's no guarantee that you're going to win the game in overtime. I get it. But you're right. probably going to figure out a way to win one of those two games if you kick the extra point instead of going for two both times. Agree. Absolutely agree. All right. College football. Let's get to, let's get oh, one more topic in the NFL. Give me your favorites out of the NFC and the AFC. Both teams. Both conferences are, are jammed up at the top and the bottom. Who do you like coming out of the AFC and the NFC? Well,
0: I, I still think uh, you can't go against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, even though they're disappointing performance versus the Saints. You have Tom Brady, you have a chance. It certainly looks like it's the Green Bay Packers. So to me, it's Bucks and Packers in the NFC championship game. And then you go back to the AFC. Right now, Kansas City is red hot. They're playing some good football. And I still contend that it's either going to be tough right now for me. New England, the way they looked versus the Colts, they looked very normal rookie quarterback. I still think it's Kansas City and Buffalo, but who knows? Maybe I'm wrong about this. It could be Kansas City and New England, but I like Kansas City and Buffalo. I'm going to stick with the original pick because I actually at the first of the year uh, picked the Bucks versus the Buffalo Bills in Super Bowl 56. So I'm going to stick with that, but uh, New England, and the Colts, look, they could make a run here. I mean, they really yes. could. That running back, with
1: that running back and that, right. that defense.
0: <clears throat> yeah, I mean, look, the running back and defense, that's not been the problem this year. The problem is closing out teams and winning those close games and the Colts' inability to do that because they've lost a lot of close games this year. They can put that together. We know you have a good running back, a good defense, and a quarterback that won't turn over the ball, a DLG quarterback, you can go very far. So I would not rule out the Colts. In fact, it would be the dark horse coming out of the AFC, if anything else. I'm with
1: you. And I think huge matchup in Foxborough Sunday afternoon. Patriots, Bills. If the Patriots win, they're going to win the division, which is going to put Buffalo on the road as a wild card. If Buffalo wins the game, though, they've got a great chance to still win the AFC East. And uh, they will. I think they'll have the tiebreaker edges on the tiebreakers with the Patriots. I'm with you. I think I still think Buffalo is a major threat. They're starting to run the ball a little bit more. Singletary's. They don't have to be great running the ball. They just have to give it some give it some touches. They don't have to run for 150 yards a week, but they just have to take a little pressure off Josh Allen in that passing game. The defense is good in Buffalo. I like McDermott as a coach. I'm with you. I think I still think it's a Buffalo Kansas City, and I'm with you. I think the Colts are a massive wild card. Maybe even a team like Cincinnati, Mm -hmm. if they can get a home game, if they can win that division, you're you're shaking your head over there. Yeah, I I,
0: I don't know about Cincinnati because every time I want to get on that bandwagon, Jason Powers, and say, you know, Cincinnati could be a team, could be a dangerous team with Joe Burrow and, of course, uh, Jamar Chase, they disappoint me and – and it's because they are so young and because their defense basically can't stop anybody. And then on top of it, the offensive line at points in the season, there's too much pressure being put on that young quarterback. And I talked about it in the offseason, they should have drafted an offensive lineman, albeit Chase has been everything uh, that and more uh, with the potential coming out of LSU. So... Um, yeah, I'm not. I'm not banking on Cincinnati at this point. I kind of like our picks, and and the dark horse for me is the Colts. Uh, and the NFC, if, if you're going to have a dark horse, I think it's the Rams if they start to put it together. They're but they're putting it together. To yeah, <clears throat> it comes down to Matt Stafford playing better football at the end of the day.
1: They're they they they're in a position to potentially win that division now. They're equal. They're tied with Arizona in the loss column. You know, they yeah. won two in a row. They beat Arizona soundly. They beat the Buccaneers soundly early in the year. I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you my wild card in the NFC. Okay. San Francisco 49ers. Okay. But that play, The play caller. I know Jimmy G's always, you never know, but they got their play caller. They got a great running game. Their defense is playing well. I think that's a team that could travel in the weather with the, with that running game with Debo Samuel running back with Eli Mitchell uh, you got Shanahan calling the plays. I think that's a team that 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 nobody wants to play come wildcard weekend.
0: I agree with you on that. If it wasn't for Jimmy G, because uh, he shows flashes of brilliance, and we've seen this before, but we've also seen Jimmy G turn over the ball. So I don't know what to think is going on in that NFC. I mean, of course, you. I think you have Minnesota still in that chase. Yep. Uh, that Philadelphia. Philadelphia with Jalen Hurts. I mean, who knows? Maybe Washington gets back into it. Dallas Cowboys. I mean, yeah. it's it's up in the air uh when it comes to dark horses, but it's all cobbled up.
1: Wild card. Sure. Yeah, wild card weekend is gonna be so exciting this year. I think with yeah. only one with only one bye and basically six games on that weekend. Remember, fans, you're gonna have games on Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. There's gonna be Monday wow. night wild card weekend. Monday night games on wild card weekend for you to to view as well so you're going to have some great matchups in that first round that wild card round
0: yeah and I'll be taking off probably uh most of that I won't <laughs> be working that Monday night to my show It'll probably be a Tuesday uh, because of all that wild card madness especially a wild card game on a Monday night, what's better than that? I mean, for all the marbles at that point to move on, and it's on Monday night football,
1: it's a beautiful thing. Right. All right, let's get to the college football playoff. Give, give me a quick thought. J- January 31st, New Year's Eve, you got the playoff games, Alabama-Cincinnati from, from uh, Jerry World, and then Georgia-Michigan from Miami. Just a quick thought on each each game.
0: I think Alabama wins over Cincinnati. I'm glad to see Cincinnati in it because they're undefeated. They earned the opportunity. Now, most likely, they're going to get their doors blown off, although maybe Cincinnati stays in this game with their quarterback, and uh, uh, we'll see how that works out. I think Nick Saban, of course, the coaching advantage there. Michigan beats Georgia. I've been called crazy on this. I do not think it's going to be a rematch between Alabama and Georgia. I like what Michigan's doing right now. I like what Jim Harbaugh's got going. Good defense, of course, uh, led by those two pass rushers on the outside. And Hutchinson, who could be a a first-round pick. They got a running game. There's something about Michigan and Georgia's offense, to me, uh, doesn't impress me at all. In fact, it's very inconsistent. I like Alabama and Michigan to meet in the national championship game. And I've been called crazy for this. But I feel like it is Michigan's year to win the national
1: championship there you go, there you go. Yeah, I think Alabama's gonna be a clear favorite over Cincinnati. I think uh, you know the spread, I think' is 13 and a half. I think Alabama's gonna cover the spread. I think they're gonna beat them by a couple touchdowns. I just think there's too much too many athletes in, in Tuscaloosa. Um, I think Cincinnati is a great story, Luke Fickle, good, good quarterback Desmond Ritter, good running attack. I just think the uh, if as long as Alabama can get to the game as far as avoiding any COVID issues, and again, that's something that'll play a factor in all these games. College and the pros are these COVID issues. You know, you've already seen the Michigan team. They made I saw a story yesterday. They're gonna, as an entire team, get the booster shot together. I think it's today or tomorrow. They're gonna, yeah. as a whole team, get the booster shot, which I think it's a great thing. Um, you know, there's controversy at quarterback in Georgia. Is it gonna be JT Daniels? Is it gonna be Stetson Bennett? I think I, I think I saw something where JT Daniels entered the protocols for COVID. So he may be a tested positive who we don't know the extent of that yet, but who's going to be the quarterback for Georgia. Is it JT? Is it Stetson Bennett? And I'm with you. The consistency of Michigan has been, been very impressive. The defensive line and the defense is real. The running game is real. They're not very, uh, creative on offense. They do a lot of creative things in the running game and, and, but the quarterback's okay. He's good. Not great, which is fine. You can still win that way, but, uh, it's going to be very interesting to see if Georgia can get through that Michigan uh, offensive line and defensive line.
0: Agree. Absolutely agree. So I think uh, college football once again, got it right. And we'll see what two teams are going to be there uh, for the national championship game.
1: I gotcha. Yep. And the national championship game actually is in Indianapolis Hmm. this year in the, in the uh, Lucas oil field up in Indianapolis is where the national championship game will be held. I think it's, 10 days later that Monday night following it's either a Sunday or Monday, a week later, they they get about 10 days off before that championship game. So, all right, you listen to the powers on sports podcast. I'm Jason along with Peter Blake, host of the sports web, the uh, evolution of sports talk television online streaming. I love St. Pete and the NSPN Facebook platforms. Peter and I do a pregame and uh, pregame halftime and postgame show on Sundays with the Buccaneers. On Sundays at Duckies in Tampa, if you're in the Tampa Bay area, come out and see us. We're there every Sunday doing pre-halftime and post-game analysis. Um, Again, Peter, uh, promote away as far as online stuff, where they can find you online, all that good stuff.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. Go like and subscribe uh, to the Sports Web on YouTube. Of course, we're uh, live on NSPN, I Love say Pete, on Monday and Wednesday nights here, 9 o'clock Eastern. It's the sports web, the evolution of sports talk television. And like my man right there, Jason Power said, pre-half and post-game editions live here locally at Ducky1719 West Kennedy Boulevard in Tampa. Definitely join us on Sundays. We get you ready for the Bucks versus we break Carolina it down. West. We
1: give you live updates, scoring updates, live yes. on the air. We talk gambling, we talk injuries, we talk four four o'clock games, night games. Monday night games we talked we had Fred McGriff on last week the the former MLB hoped soon to be Hall of Famer we hope he was yes. on the on the, uh, on the on the on the telecast for several minutes so we, it's a great Peter does a great job hosting we do we do a lot of different content we have reporters at the stadium sometimes at Bucks games Saints games Jacksonville games so they do he, Peter does a great job doing a mixture of content in all types of things re- re- related to the NFL schedule that particular week. But, yep. first, but lastly, yes, the reason, the big, big news, Peter Blake over the weekends, you become a worldwide sensation, man. You were at the Jake Paul yeah. fight. You covered the Jake Paul fight here in Tampa, mm-hmm. the Jake Paul, yep. those of you that don't know Jake, he's the YouTube guy. That's a fight. That's a getting into the boxing game. He had a big, big card here in Tampa over the weekend, knocked out Woodley, Cole. You saw that all over all over the ESPN platforms, all the different sports platforms, that that punch that put Woodley to sleep. But more importantly, post fight, one Peter Blank was yes. in the interview room, had some interesting questions for Mr. Uh, Paul. I want you to tell us the story, Peter Blank.
0: Well, yeah. Here's the thing. Uh, at first, I didn't know if I was even gonna gonna, gonna get in at the time. Thanks to Steve uh, Pratt of Showtime Network, Showtime Boxing, of course, uh, Uncle T.J. Reeves for getting me in on Big Fight Weekend. And once we got into the building, uh, you you see a great fight, of course, big time knockout by Jake Paul over Tyron Woodley. We get
1: into the post
0: game. Real I quick, real quick, of- real quick.
1: Before you get to the post game, give the audience yes. a sense of the arena. Was it a packed arena? What was the electricity yes. like in the in Emily Arena Saturday night?
0: Over eighteen thousand. In fact, there were fights in the stands. The Island Boys. I know <laughs> you're a big fan of those guys. They were in the house. They were getting uh, peanuts and beer thrown on them. We saw this. In fact, at some point, the uh, audience uh, fights. Were uh, a lot more entertaining than some of the boxing matches, but once they got to the real deal uh, with Jake Paul and Tyron Woodley, and of course, Amanda Serrano and uh, Darren Williams and Frank Gore, those were highly entertaining, but you get to the uh, post game. My stupid laptop will not connect. I got to go and ask TJ. Uh, you have a hotspot. Yeah. Connect the hotspot. get hooked up right before the fight because I'm, I'm always uh, in, in the thinking of I'm not doing enough research on something. I decided to listen to an interview uh, that uh, Mr. Paul had with uh, Woodley on Showtime where he gave a Rolex to Woodley. So I thought the question right away because I said, oh, you got one more question left. I was like, okay, uh, Jake, are, are you going to start giving away Rolexes to all your opponents? Because you called your shot. You knocked out Woodley. And he said, yeah, you know, with them going through uh, the trauma that they go through, my fights, why not? And then he goes, hey, do you want a Rolex? And I said, yeah, I'll take a Rolex. What's your name? Oh, my name is Peter Blake. Peter Blake, you're going to look great in a Rolex. And uh, I was like, uh, go ahead and get your information. And I thought he was joking around. He wasn't. He looked to his manager to get his information. Here comes Logan Paul. Uh, both of those guys have been in WWE. Hands me his phone. I give him my information. Then I say on the live broadcast, because you can hear it on NSPN. I love St. Pete. Of course, go friend me on uh, Facebook. Peter H. Blake, you you guys did a great job in WWE. He laughs. And then next thing you know, a couple of days later uh, on that Monday, well, we should backtrack a little bit. I went viral on ESPN on Sports Center for uh, for Instagram, which right now it's at a 1000000 views of that press conference, that 44 seconds of my life that I definitely will never take back because everybody now knows my name, which is amazing in itself because throughout my career, it's been, yeah, I've hit the lottery two times here. And I want to tell you why knowing TJ Reeves, uncle TJ Reeves, the first baseball game I went to, I won off his radio show when I was 17 years old, the Texas (laughs) all-star game And now I get a chance to go to the post-fight extravaganza known as Jake Paul. So that was so cool. And then uh, Monday, I do a show. And, of course, I gave him my information. And my real number is the show number. You know, I'll even give the number out right now if you want it. 727-255-0391. That number is dialed. And I thought it was a prank call. And it was actually uh, Marcos uh, Guerrero who is the assistant to Jake Paul. And he calls in and goes, uh, I go, well, you, you, where are you calling from? I'm calling and you from were on Miami. the air, right? You were but on the air. I'm live on the air. And I'm saying, well, you want to talk Tampa Bay Buccaneer football or something else, something else. Okay. We'll go for it. Well, this is Jake Paul's assistant. And I'm like, are you serious? We're live right now. So <laughs> I mean, keep in mind, <laughs> if you watch the video, cause I'm choking up right now. Uh, Harry, the Greek, uh, of, uh, 1252 sports says that might be the guy. And I said, no, you're an idiot. That's not the guy. It's a prank caller, but it was not a prank caller. Get off the line, get, get off the air for really quick, have Harry take over, give him my information. They say, look, we're sending you out the Rolex here and a couple days. You're getting it. Merry Christmas. And on top of, it, I say, look, is there any way we can get Jake Paul on the evolution of sports talk television? And uh, Marco says, yep, we'll send you a schedule. We'll get them on. So everything working in my favor. It's an, a completely amazing experience. I'm blown away. Uh, Jason Powers, it's just amazing. And I always tell everybody, be ready for your moment because you never know when that moment's going to come. And uh, when it comes, boy, you better thrive. Like
1: like George Costanza said in Seinfeld, it's a festivist miracle. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's what it is. And everybody's like, who's Peter Blake? And I'm going on there and I'm actually commenting to some of the trolls because they're saying, well, you shouldn't accept that. You shouldn't do this. You shouldn't do that. Hell yeah. You great. should accept it. Right. It's a $15,000 watch or more. So, yes, I'm going to accept it. Yes, I'm going to keep it. And, uh, you know, Hopefully, it's, uh, I think it's going to help my career out, career out just a little bit. Just You're a be, little bit.
1: Am I going to have to call you the nature boy here pretty soon? You're going to be styling and profiling, jet plane yeah. riding, limousine riding, son of a gun? <laughs> styling
0: and profiling with my Rolex. You got to love it, my friend. Definitely <laughs> show you. We'll take some pictures together. When That's we get right, it all, man. right? I mean,
1: I, I mean, come on, now. I, I, yeah. I I was supposed to be part of that press conference coverage as well. They, they had some credential problems. I got bumped out. Peter Blake's uh, in there. Uh, He's getting uh, all the fame, all the glory going viral. You deserve it, my brother. You, you absolutely deserve it, man. You, you work your ass off. You bust it to, to get content out there and cover. The, you and I, and, 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 uh-huh. and it, it's even more better. It, it's even The reason why it's even more, I'm real more, even more happy for you. You and I went to the initial press conference a month and a half ago in downtown Tampa at Amelie Arena when he was yep. supposed to fight Fury, another guy from England. You and I were sludging there. You were, We were sweating our you-know-what's-off. It was an afternoon yep. press conference. We were there. You were filming stuff. I was there doing some work. So you deserve this, man. You, you were busting your butt being there at that press conference, filming, interviewing. So you deserve all that you get, man.
0: Hey, man, I really appreciate that. And, of course, you are my tag team partner. And you know that Uh, when I'm carrying that stuff around, I I, I look like a mule. And somebody should have told me that, uh, you know, wearing a suit was not necessarily the best idea. I thought it was (laughs) going to be cold out. It was not cold out. I was sweating my you-know-what off uh, in that suit. But, you know, getting an opportunity to work with T.J. Reid, the great J.P. Peterson of the J.P. Peterson Show on FanStream. Uh was awesome, and uh, we'll see what happens here in the future, but uh, the future is bright, my friend.
1: Yeah, you deserve it, man. You deserve it. All right, All right so uh, so where, how, where where, were you at relative to the fight? Were, were you, how close to the ring were you when, when Paul knocks him out? And more importantly, do you think Jake Paul has a future in boxing legitimately, is it, or is this just more of a kind of a Ringling Brothers, Barnum and Bailey circus show?
0: Uh, you look, I think he definitely has a future, and I think people got to put respect on his name. Uh, is he the best boxer? No, of course not. But for a guy that's only trained the last couple of years supposedly, he's a YouTuber and a Disney guy, he's continued to knock people out. We'll see what happens uh, at this point with the next fighter. It could be Nate Diaz, it could be Masvidal, uh, it could be uh, uh, another fighter that's escaping me right now. So uh, I believe it's Chavez could be the next fight. Canillo has been talked about. So if he continues to knock out fighters and he did that to Woodley a couple times now, if he continues to do that. Um, well, you won the first one with the decision, but he knocked out Woodley with an unbelievable punch. He does that. You'll definitely have to continue to put respect on him. But I think it's good for boxing because you do more research with Paul. And basically what he's trying to do is get fighters paid, namely UFC guys. And, and it's really a war on with Dana white and he has a point. And if he continues to win, uh, it's going to give those fighters that much more power, which they should have the, the, the power in the first place. In my and opinion. one thing,
1: one thing that that's going to play into his advantage moving forward, forget yeah. about what kind of boxer he is. He's a revenue generator yet. 18,000 yeah. at Emily arena. Shape, showtime pay-per-view. I don't know what the pay-per-view buys were, but you know, you know, if you're able to put 15,000 people in an arena, cause you're the headliner, you're going to get another boxing match. You're going to get yeah. another card somewhere else.
0: Yeah, you're exactly right. You're absolutely. Right. And I think uh, Tampa Bay did a great job with the sellout there at Amelie over 18,000. And they were mentioning this in the press conference. So who knows, maybe you'll have another, pay-per-view opportunity or jason powers to join me and maybe we ask some questions that go viral once again how about that
1: yeah i wasn't happy with those showtime people they screwed me out of my credential man oh, man you and i you, and I, you and I are there at the only press conference at the beginning and i get screwed right. out of not getting a credential man so i wasn't real excited uh, with showtime
0: well i'll tell you what i'll get you what i got you for uh, last year for christmas how about
1: yeah. that <laughs> <laughs> I better at least get the first picture of the Rolex with you posing with the Rolex at Duckies. Um, Am I going to have to get you that big boss man security guy at Duckies to be your security detail?
0: Yeah, I think that's a good idea. I don't know if I'm going to wear it out at Duckies, okay? I don't know if I'm going to do that unless I got maybe uh, somebody showing up as my security guard because you never know. Those people out there are kind of shady.
1: There's a guy at Duckies fans, the the, the, the security guy that kind of – man's the front door if you're wrestling fans out there he kind of looks like the big boss man yeah you got the
0: <laughs> yeah that's what i need I, I need i need to have his uh his nightstick out you know the, the police <laughs> uniform on uh and and him to uh you know pr- protect me from the riffraff there i'm not saying everybody that goes there but we we all know what we're talking about there so uh the yeah. ladies you're
1: gonna you have to fend off all the ladies now <laughs>
0: Exactly, exactly that too that too that could be uh that could be even more dangerous i know you had a lady in the house
1: a couple weeks ago came in oh, from yeah. out of town for the day that was a nice oh, yeah. nice scenery
0: nice. yeah oh, oh very very nice uh scenery and uh there's lots of talent there that's all i could say a lot of talent all over the place at Duckies.
1: <laughs> <laughs> all right peter great job man keep up the great work you, you mm-hmm. Again, you deserve every bit of the success you're getting. Keep it up. Keep working hard. Bring, bring, bring a little plebe. Bring a, get, throw a little crumb my way, please. Once in a while. Help the plebe over here. I'm trying to make it too now. We appreciate that. Uh...
0: <laughs> we're going we're gonna to make it together, Jason Powers. And like I said, uh, right. uh, I'm going to ask you really quick, because uh, we, we did this on the previous podcast. What do you get me for Christmas?
1: Do you smoke cigars? Don't me neither <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's great.
1: so apparently you're not getting a cigar <laughs>
0: apparently not.
1: man i was hoping you smoked cigars man you could have the cigar with the nice rolex have a little well, grand marnier or something a little cognac you know yeah, well, i'm gonna have to call you the don
0: well, maybe maybe uh, bring the uh, uh, former co-host used to be the Don, uh, the sports Don there. But no, I do not smoke cigars. But maybe one of these days I'll take a picture with a cigar in my mouth, acting like I'm smoking a cigar. There you so, go.
1: good. All stuff right, like Peter, that. appreciate the time, man. Have a That's merry a Christmas. Christmas. We'll see. You, we'll see you on Sunday. Bucks Carolina coverage. Duckies down in South Tampa for all you people that are listening from the Tampa Bay area. Come on down. They got great food. They got a great atmosphere. You can watch every single game from 12 o'clock all the way to freaking midnight. You can watch it all down there at Duckies. We'll be there. And uh, again, keep up the great work, Peter, on the sports web and hosting and all all the success in the world to you, my man. Appreciate you joining us. Have a great week. And we will be back. I'm going to give you some NFL picks for the weekend. We'll be right back. We'll be right back to the podcast in just a minute. Now a word from our sponsor, BetUS. Hey, guys and girls, with the college bowl games in full swing and the NFL playoffs fast approaching, you need a sportsbook with integrity and longevity like BetUS. As you may or may not know, BetUS has been pioneers in the sportsbook industry for almost three decades, thriving, and most importantly, paying their loyal customer base. That is BetUS.com. They have loads of bonuses available to you. Join now or call one 800 BetUS. us that is 1-800-MY-BET-US you will receive 125 percent of a sign up bonus by using the bonus code promo code 125 not 50 not 75 not 100 but 125 percent they have re- re-up and referral bonuses as well bet us is known as America's favorite sports book for a ton of reasons bet us has all of your NBA NHL Games with team and player props and loads of NFL odds and plays. You can bet UFC matches, UFC props, PGA Tour golf, PGA Tour golf round matchups, and live betting on most sports. The online casino has hundreds of games, and the Racebook has all of your favorite horse tracks from around the country. They have every bet type imaginable, and the BetUS mobile platform is easy with full betting options. Follow my lead and get your phone online, and social sports betting partner with integrity and longevity like I did. BetUS. You bet, you win, and more importantly, you get paid. BetUS, and remember our promo code, XXXX. BetUS, where the game begins. Thanks for listening to the Powers on Sports podcast. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review. And now a word from our podcast sponsor, Titan Home Lending. For all of your home financing needs anywhere in the state of Florida, whether it's a purchase or a refinance, reach out to Titan Home Lending 205 790 1404. Titan Home Lending is based in Tampa, Florida. We can help you with FHA, conventional, renovation loans, jumbo loans, and virtually anything in between. So reach out to me, Jason Powers, Titan Home Lending. 205-790-1404. 2057901404 Check out my new podcast called The No Quarter Given Podcast where myself and Peter Blake we give a historical analysis of all of the buck opponents throughout the regular season week to week every opponent that the Bucks will play this year we will do a podcast on a historical overview of the rivalry between the Bucks and this week's opponent so f- subscribe, rate, and review to the No Quarter Given podcast on all your podcast platforms. Welcome back to the podcast. Hopefully you enjoyed our chat with Peter Blake about all things Jake Paul, his Rolex watch, COVID, the NFL uh, playoff scenarios, situations, and such moving forward. Okay, so I'm going to give you some game picks this week. This is a tough week to do so because there's so many COVID outbreaks throughout the league. couple... Of updated notes as we get to later in the week here. Looks like Taysom Hill is probably going to be out for the New Orleans Saints. He and Simeon are now on the COVID list. It looks like rookie Ian Book, quarterback Notre Dame, looks to be in line to be the starter for the Saints on Monday night against the Dolphins. in A huge wild card kind of elimination type game in New Orleans with the Dolphins and the Saints both 7-7. Seven and seven. Big playoff implications there. Dalvin Cook, who's been unvaccinated, has tested positive, And he is out for Sunday versus the Rams. Again, another playoff uh, game type with major playoff implications versus the Rams in Minnesota. Looks like Alexander Madison will be back for the Vikings. He was on the COVID list last week. Looks like he's back, so it looks like he's going to be starting. So if you're in a fantasy league with Dalvin Cook, hopefully you have Madison as his backup. Or if you have Madison... Uh, By yourself, he's now a very viable starting option for you at the running back position. Playing these games, be very careful. I would probably wait until game day to make any plays because you just don't know what the COVID situation is going to be, who's going to be in, who's out. You know, A team like Tampa Bay, you don't know what the Antonio Brown situation is, Brashard Perriman situation. Uh, Again, the New Orleans Saints quarterback situation. You had a bunch of guys with the Chiefs and the Ravens. That are in the protocol, so wait till game day before you make any plays, uh, in my opinion. Um, a couple of college notes related to COVID and gambling. Texas A&M has bailed out of the Gator Bowl. They, they, they have been ravaged by COVID these last week or so. So they have removed themselves from the Gator Bowl. Rutgers will now be taking their place. Greg Schiano and Rutgers will be playing in Jacksonville at the Gator Bowl versus Wake Forest. So that's a situation to be to be aware of there. Um, and again, these bowl games are going to be ravaged. You're going to have, especially the national semifinal games, Bama-Cincinnati, Michigan-Georgia. You've already had reports that Bill O'Brien and Doug Marone have tested positive for Alabama. So we'll see what their status is moving forward. Obviously, O'Brien is the offensive coordinator at uh, in Tuscaloosa for, for Saban. Former Houston Texans coach and Penn State coach, you got Doug Marone, who's the offensive line coach there in Tuscaloosa as well. So both those guys are, are out of practice. Uh, we do not know what their status will be for the game on the thirty-first, but keep your eyes aware of that and how that could affect things with those two teams' preparation. So um, we have a, uh, down here Maya and my, uh, down here in Tampa on Thursday night here the twenty-third. We're gonna have a a bowl clash between Central Florida and Florida. It should be a very good uh, in-state battle in the Gasparilla Bowl. Be sold, I think it's a sold-out crowd here in Tampa with so many Gator fans and Central Florida fans within the area. So that'll be something to be aware of as well going into the weekend. A couple a couple notes about the games this weekend. There are some big heavyweight games. You obviously have uh, Thursday night starts out the week, San Francisco and Tennessee. Big game for both teams in Nashville. Uh, Christmas Day afternoon, Cleveland heads to Lambeau to face the Packers. Again, the Packers are trying to vie for home field advantage. Cleveland playing for their playoff lives. Do not know the status yet of Baker Mayfield, whether he's back or not. Aaron Rodgers can set the all-time Packer touchdown record. Uh, He's tied with Brett Favre, so look for that to happen. And then Christmas night in the desert, Indianapolis travels out to see Arizona, another Again, huge playoff uh, implications in that game for playoff seeding and such uh, with the Arizona Cardinals now tied with the Rams for the division lead. Sunday, you have uh, a huge game in in Foxborough, the Patriots and the Bills. Basically, that game will probably decide the AFC East. If Buffalo wins, they will have the tiebreaker advantage. If New England wins, they're going to win that division. Which would then put Buffalo in a uh, precarious position as a wild card. So uh, Buffalo, New England's a tremendous matchup. Again, the Bills with a little more of a running game the last couple of weeks with Singletary, and obviously you have the Patriots coming off the loss to the Colts last week. You'll have Damien Harris. It looks like he's back going to be back in the mix for the uh, for the Patriots. So again, look for a similar game plan: run, run, run. And then they're going to use Mac Jones in the play-action passing game and such. Um, Pittsburgh and Kansas City is another another game with a lot of implications. Kansas City has a lot of COVID issues as well this week. Uh, Kelsey uh, Hill, Butker's already been been ruled out because of COVID because he's unvaccinated, and obviously have all the all the the deal with Pittsburgh and their offensive struggles. Heading to Arrowhead in Kansas City. So interesting game there. You have an elimination game between the Raiders and the Broncos in Las Vegas. Sunday night, you have the Cowboys and Washington football team, kind of the last stand for the Washington football team. Looks like Tyler, Taylor Heineke will be back under center for the for the football team. And obviously, Dallas is playing for a probably a two or a three seed in the NFC. So, and then you have Monday night in New Orleans, Miami, and the Saints. So Interesting, uh, some, several interesting games this week. Be careful on the wagering. Uh, this is no before you make the wager. Obviously, there's a lot of games that don't even have point spread lines yet because of the COVID issues. But make sure you are up to date of who's in and who's out relative to COVID and injuries before you make your play this week. So uh, enjoy your Christmas holiday. Hope you, everybody's having a, uh, a f- some family time this weekend. With your folks, be nice to people when you're out and about um, here during the holiday season. And remember to subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. We'd love to hear from you. At Sports is our Twitter handle. And again, I'd love to hear your comments uh, online, social media and such. If you have any, we'd love to hear them. So thanks for listening. Have a great Christmas weekend. And we will see you next week. We're going to preview the college football playoff semifinals. we got New Year's Eve coming up in the, in the last couple of weeks of the regular season in the National Football League. So we'll see you next week on the Powers on Sports podcast. Thanks again for listening to the Powers on Sports podcast. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review on whatever podcast platform you are hearing us tonight.